Welcome to episode 78 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're looking at season 3, episode 22, Quagmire. The original air date was May 3rd, 1996. IMDb user score is 8.1 out of 10. And we can't really tell where most of the action takes place because no state is ever listed. And the Hoyleman's Lake and the county that it's named after were named after, respectively, a scientist who studies sea monsters for the Hoyleman's Lake and production designer Rick Milliken for Milliken County. So there is no state that we can explicitly pin this episode in. Now, for the production credits, it was directed by Kim Manners, which is just one of many times that we're going to be hearing his name in this podcast. This was the second episode written by Kim Newton, who'd previously written Revelations. And we may recall Revelations was the last episode directed by David Nutter. This is also the final episode written by Kim Newton, possibly because Darren Morgan was brought in to rewrite the script. And Morgan brought in a lot of the humor that we've come to expect from him. This may also be why Tyler Labine and Nicole Parker return as the stoners that we originally saw in War of the Corporophages. Now, when we discussed that episode, we said that we'd only see them once more. Darren Morgan also brought them back for a season 10 episode that we were unaware of at the time, the Mulder and Scully meet the Monster episode. Other notable guest stars include Chris Ellis, who is also known for playing Deke Slayton in Apollo 13, Flight Director Clark in Armageddon, Special Agent Witkins in Catch Me If You Can, and Father Riley from Dark Knight Rises. Amongst other things, this is his only appearance on The X-Files, although he would also appear several times on Millennium as Jim Pinceres. Now, this is Timothy Weber's third of three appearances on The X-Files as Dr. Paul Faraday. He'd previously appeared as Jess Harold in Our Town and as Detective Talbot in Tombs. This is R. Nelson Brown's only appearance on The X-Files as photographer Ansel Bray. But he's also appeared in Millennium, in Taken, Earthsea. Apparently he is best known for Freddy Got Fingered. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mark Atchison is another working actor who's got over 130 credits to his name. His appearance as Ted Bertram is his only X-Files appearance. Although he's also been in Stargate SG-1, Robocop the Animated Series, Stargate Infinity, Black Lagoon, Watchmen, Reindeer Games, but... A lot of his characters don't even qualify for names. It's things like Implant Subject, Burly Customer, and so forth. The basic premise of this is that there are a couple of missing persons. So Mulder and Scully head out to this lake, which has Big Blue, which is like a Loch Ness monster or Ogopogo-type creature that's reportedly living in it. And that seems to be a driving force of the economy of the town, where you know we've got a convenience and tackle shop owner who's out there with fake feet, producing tracks to keep the legend going, photographer who's hoping to get a really good photo of him and live off the copyright. But a lot of it is just, you know, here's a lake that's a really good place for tourism every summer. And that drives the economy of the town. So even though people start dying, they need pretty definitive evidence before they will shut it down. They do eventually get evidence that there is something large out there eating people and other things. There's frog populations are going extinct. Scully brings the dog Queequeg that she inherited in Clyde Brookman's final repost earlier in this season. They make a point of talking about, you know, how it was a last minute Saturday thing. Her regular dog sitters are unavailable. Her mom's out of town, so that's why Queequeg comes along with them. And unfortunately, Queequeg 
becomes one of the victims of this monster. There's a lot of tie-in again to Moby Dick and how it compares to Mulder, where he's going after his white whale with these theories. Mulder really wants to find Big Blue because there's a very limited place to search, and he's got a real chance of proving that something extraordinary is happening to lend validity to some of the other things that have been going on. Ultimately, it turns out that while there is a large creature in the lake eating things, it's actually an alligator that's been driven closer and closer to shore because human activities have been depleting its natural food supply. So all in all, not a bad episode, fairly well executed. It's entertaining enough. There's some great scenes that have that clear Darren Morgan sign of dialogue. And I suspect that this may have been Kim Newton's last episode of the show just because it wasn't a great fit, resulting in that massive rewrite. Because Newton's gone on to have quite the career afterwards. Definitely a capable writer. In any event, that's all we have to say about this. Join us again in two weeks for Wet Wired and two weeks after that for Talitha Kumi, and continue following after that when we shift to basically four episodes at a time in a monthly podcast format, starting with season four. Please feel free to rate this and any of the shows that you listen to on iTunes and on Stitcher. It really does help the shows get noticed. Feedback can be sent to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. And finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Pool Side by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content is copyright 2016, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.